What's up, everyone? You are listening to the Jelly Cards Podcast, where we take you on a journey through the sports card hobby. And don't think we are excluding any of you TCG hobbyists, because we at Jelly grew up collecting both Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Each episode, we discuss various topics related to the hobby, while giving you frequent market updates for players both in-season and off-season. You can listen to all our episodes on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you are ready, we are ready. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this new episode from the Jelly Card Boys. All right, welcome back to the Jelly Cards Podcast, where John and I are spreading the love of the hobby. This is episode 42. You can listen to all our episodes on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you are enjoying these topics, please give us a rating and a follow on both Spotify and Apple. Okay, so we're going to keep rolling with football. I am I am 100% fully invested in football right now. <laughs> I thought these past uh, weekend of games was really was a lot of fun to watch. There were really good games uh, for certain teams, of course. <laughs> First things first, hopefully everybody's safe from this crazy weather that we've been having. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate for the Dolphins, man. Oh my God. You know, it's, you know, it's funny is like, I, I, and I knew it too. Like even like looking at the game or even going into the game, I'm like, I know the Dolphins do not want to play in a negative 31 wind chill. Like yeah, exactly. if you, if you know, for us being from the Midwest and from the Chicagoland area, we know what it's like to have it dropped like that bad. Yeah. But if you're a team from like Miami where you're practicing in Miami, your half your games are played in Miami, that cold is it's a different it's a different beast, man. And yeah, and a lot of analysts I I know were saying, man, the Dolphins just looked like they didn't want to be there. They didn't want to catch the ball, they didn't want to run with the ball, they didn't want to tackle people. I'm like it's a listen. That game was set up perfectly for the Chiefs to win. Yeah. I knew the Chiefs were going to win the moment they said negative 31 wind chill and we're not going to move the game. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, the Chiefs are going to win this game. Yeah, this so, game's over. Yeah. So, yeah, it's unfortunate for the Dolphins that they lost that badly. But I want to start off with this because we've had – it's unfortunate. We've had a lot of somewhat heated debates uh, because of these past uh, football games. And you know me. I have been a major, major advocate for Dak Prescott. I have always been a Dak Prescott supporter. Uh, Dak, if you ever do listen to our podcast, I'm assuming you do on a weekly basis. (laughs) (laughs) I am a big supporter of you. But I'm going to tell you right now, you make it so hard to argue in favor of you being a top quarterback in the league. (laughs) It It was upsetting, man. It was upsetting to see the Cowboys. I mean, listen, I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm not a Packers fan. I could care less about who truly won that game. But in, in for sake of argument, I was really hoping the Cowboys were going to go in there and just roll. Yeah, not even for sake of argument, just for sake of the Packers losing. I wanted them to beat the living crap out of Green Bay. And it didn't happen. And the opposite you know, happened. And the opposite happened. And the ending score does not reflect how the game went. Mm-hmm. I, you know, Dak obviously had a very rough 
first half of the game. But I think what what makes me upset the most is that because I know Dak's going to take a lot of the heat for it. <laughs> but I don't think he was the sole reason why. I don't even think he played that big of a role in why. I mean, I me personally, I think it was coaching and the defense, even though the Cowboys are rolling with Mike McCarthy next year. Yeah, I just saw that too. Yeah, so they're not going to get rid of him. But it was, yeah, it's very hard to be such a big advocate for Dak and to argue for Dak. And then he goes out and he does things like this. And it's just like, man, I like you make it so hard for me to argue for you. Yeah, I've been trying to tell you what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what, what was your big, like, biggest shocking moment from this past weekend's games? Um, honestly, was it your boy Baker? No, I hate Baker. Man. I hate Baker and I hate Dak. I'm rooting for the Lions now. But I was really shocked that Cleveland lost. I really, really wanted yeah, Cleveland to keep going. Yeah. Not even just lost, but yeah, right. 45-14, man. That's not good. Yeah, not good at all. I felt uh, I felt bad. Yeah, I was rooting for Cleveland to beat Houston. But I'm actually I, I'm happy for Houston. Now they get to play Baltimore. And I'm excited to see that game, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I thought the biggest... Um, takeaways I took from this past weekend was obviously the Packers playing such a great game against, you know, Mm -hmm. Dallas putting up 48. Um, and of course the Buccaneers, man, Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield over 300 yards passing. I think it was like 332 or 337, somewhere around there. They won 32 to nine. Yep. 32 to nine. Beat the crap out of them. I mean, are we about to see an NFC championship game of two nine and eight teams? God, that'd be <laughs> I hope not. I don't want Green Bay to win. I mean, on paper, on paper, we're, I'm guessing it's going to be Lions, San Francisco. Right. I th- it's going to be a tough task for Green Bay to play against San Fran in San Francisco. However, we've seen the 49ers play bad football. Mm-hmm. we've seen Brock Purdy have those bad games where he's throwing three or four picks in a game. Exactly. So, I mean, I guess anything could happen. I think the Lions, Lions-Buccaneers is going to be a good game too. It's going to be probably very close scoring like it was with the Rams. Yeah. I think the Chiefs are going to lose. I think the Bills will definitely pull it off. They're playing at home. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, of course, I think the Ravens <laughs> yeah. will will beat the Texans. Yeah. Um. I don't. I agree with you. I think that it's going to be like a, a chalk, so to speak. It's going to be San Fran, Detroit, Baltimore, and Buffalo. But the fun thing about playoffs in every like sport, anything could happen. Well, Unless, which, who who do you think is the big? Who do you think has the best chance of a of a major upset? I guess it's not major, but I, I'll I'll say the Chiefs. But um, um, if it we're eliminating that game, and I have the other three. I actually honestly think Green Bay, which is very wow. frustrating to say. I just, I don't know. They're playing so well. They just, they had an answer for everything that Dallas did. Why can't, I'm assuming that these coaches on Green Bay are going to figure out a way to stop San Fran or kind of beat San Fran's awesome defense. So mm-hmm. it pains me to say it again. I hope the Packers lose by like 70, but I, I just, I'm getting. I'm starting to realize the patterns here that Green Bay is just – they're such a well-run organization, and it makes me sad and angry. Yeah. But yeah, what about is. you? What about uh, like an upset? Me, personally, I think it's going to be the – I think the Buccaneers. 
I think the Buccaneers have the best chance, in my opinion. I mean, the Texans, I feel like, have a good um, have a good chance as well against the Ravens. But I, I truly think that the Buccaneers have the best shot at pulling off an upset on the Lions. Not And just because I go based off of, you know, how close the game was against the Rams last uh, this past weekend. Right. And how great the Buccaneers looked against the Eagles, that in my opinion, I think the Buccaneers are playing, you know, played really good football. They're going to carry a lot of momentum going into this weekend. And I mean, the Lions need to not, Hey, (laughs) do you see that reporter, man? Yeah. Yeah. I saw it. Asking them, Hey, how do you think the weather's going to affect, affect your team? He's like, I mean, yeah, well, the Lions play in a dome. So I think it's, we have to deal with the cold for like 20 seconds while we're walking into the building. Yeah, like, who funny. let this who let this reporter in the room when i saw that video i thought to myself like oh hey that was that must be john from jelly cards <laughs> just make it doesn't know what the hell he's talking about yeah, asking like, questions who, who let you in the room and told and like you didn't think like hey maybe i should like double check like oh how's the weather <laughs> gonna affect them you know ford field has a has a cover on it right yeah man you you know how i feel about almost not almost all reporters yeah I know, so I thought you'd definitely get a kick out of that one. Yeah, man. So funny. So stupid. So Just like us. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into some of the card markets because, in, uh, in my opinion, I think a lot of markets are, are definitely fluctuating right now. You're seeing some markets starting to heat up and take off. You're seeing some markets go away. You're seeing markets kind of plateau. This is why we always talk about like kind of leading up to the postseason or leading up to the playoffs. We always want to talk about like, oh, this is a good time to to uh, sell your cards because you're starting to see a lot of markets getting hyped up. And a lot of it is due to the fact of, you know, teams entering the playoffs, teams who were playing well and at the end of the regular season, they just squeak in. Now everyone's getting excited or they win that first playoff game. Everyone's getting excited. Mm-hmm. So. If you're if you start looking at markets and you're looking at players, who's the one player that stood out to you to the most? That I'm I'm assuming you went and looked at some of these markets. I hope you did. I hope you did your homework. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, <laughs> always do my homework for this. But what's who's the one market, like good or bad, that stood out to you the most after this past weekend? Yeah. So. <laughs> I, Damn it, did, Josh. I looked up some cards. Don't get too crazy, but I did make like a blank stare face while you were talking just then. <laughs> uh, the number one market, I'm assuming you looked at it too, is for sure CJ Stroud for me. So oh, No, I did not look at his market. You're, you serious? Yeah. Mm-mm. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, he didn't. I did not look at his. Okay. Because it's to me, I guess, because it's still a little new that I feel as if like, because I know like Prism just came out. Mm-hmm. For that, so I I, I I stayed away from it because I think it's like it's still a little too new. So I was looking at some other markets, but okay. So I was looking at CJ Stroud. So just in case people don't know, CJ Stroud is the rookie quarterback for the Houston Texans. Houston just beat Cleveland, and now they're advancing to like the I guess semifinals for the AFC. And like Jason said, his prism just came out in 2023 prism, which is like weeks old probably it just came out a few weeks ago i think yeah and this is what i'm talking about when i'm talking about cj stroud cards market 
if you have some of these prison rookie cards or any CJ Stroud rookie card, I personally recommend you sell them because some of these prices are pretty crazy. Just for the base prism raw, you can get $40 for the base prism CJ Stroud rookie. And if you're lucky enough to hit like a green pulser rookie again, raw, it's just like a variation, not numbered. One just sold uh, actually this morning, January 18th, 2024, $217.50 for a green pulser rookie card wow. of CJ Stroud. And I've just been following the market just a little bit just because, like we always say, when in playoffs come around and certain players start doing really well, especially these freaking rookies, CJ and Jordan Love, their card markets usually go crazy. And to pay $40 for a base prism, in my opinion, is not currently a good investment. I don't think it might end up being a good investment at all, unless uh, that's not true. It could happen if he wins the Super Bowl or goes to the Super Bowl this year. But right now, to pay $40 for a base prism, when the print count print run on that is probably in the tens of thousands, mm-hmm. I don't like it. I think it's great if you're a seller. And not to, like we always say, not to rag on buyers. If you are buying, I really hope that he goes and he beats uh, Baltimore and goes to the playoffs championship, wins the freaking Super Bowl. That'd be amazing. But his market is the first market that I've been following pretty closely because I just want to see how the cards market reacts to playoff football. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's my first pick. I was looking at like uh, some of his highest sold cards and um, someone sold, I looked it up on 130point.com, which is where you can go to look to see what the best price or like the offer accepted price was for cards. Someone sold his gold prism variation rookie out of 10 raw on January 6th, 2024, for $12,000. What? Yeah, $12,000 for his raw variation rookie out of 10, gold prism, non-auto, 12K. Jeez. Yeah, man. So things are getting really crazy, and January 6th was, was that probably when uh, playoffs were decided? No. Last uh, I think, yeah. I yeah, think actually. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Okay, so they probably found out that the Texans were going to the playoffs, and someone was like, yep, I'll scoop it up right now, and they bought it. So, yeah, he's he's my first pick, so I'm surprised that you didn't pick CJ. So what do you think about CJ, and then who do you got, Jason? I mean, yeah, so I think CJ's a good a good pick right now, and, and, here's a, and it's going to kind of relate to a lot of the markets that I'm talking about right now, because except for one player, but a lot of the markets that I want to talk about, at least two of them, are players who I think are, you need to be selling right now. Nice. Or, or you should have already sold. Yeah. Um, so I think, in my opinion, I think CJ is a great uh, choice right now to sell because, I mean, let's face it, on paper, they're not expected to win against the Ravens. Now, if you want to take that risk and, you know, do a buy now or list an auction and have it end, you know, right after the game and, and kind of hope and pray that CJ pulls off the win for the, for the Texans and they beat the Ravens. You, you could take that risk, but here's what I, and here's the player that I'm going to talk about that. The reason why I feel is if you probably should avoid that. I'm going to talk about Jalen hurts because okay. I think it's just as important to not only talk about the markets that are uh, heating up and that are getting better, but to talk about the players who were super hot, 
going into the playoffs or super hot during the regular season, the moment they lose, that market plummets. And so that's why I'm going to talk about um, talk about Jalen Hurts. So if you look at if you look at the Eagles and you look at their month of December, they played, I think, five games in the month of uh, December and they won one game. Yep. The Eagles were playing extremely bad football headed into the playoffs. They lost the division lead. The Cowboys took the division. They had to be the wild card team and go and play Tampa on the road. And it showed. And it showed mm-hmm. that 32 to 9 score showed how bad of football the Eagles were playing. And they're and they're supposed to be this super powerhouse team. Now, if you look at the whole, at the season as a whole though, they were kind of like what the Vikings were last year. Nice. Yeah. They're yeah, they're pulling off some very close wins. I mean, first game of the season against the Patriots, they won, but it was 25-20. You know, against the Vi- the next game against the Vikings, 34-28. Um the Eagles when they played the Commanders both times were one possession games. Uh they lost to the Jets. Really yeah. bad loss. You know, they um they only beat the Cowboys 28-23. The Chiefs, they won 21-17. You beat the Bills 37-34. So a lot of these games were super, super close that one possessions could one possession could have changed changed the whole record for them. Yeah. And I think it showed and like it did with the Vikings last year that you you yeah, your record kind of reflects that you won a lot of games, but they were not impressive wins. There were like miracle wins in some of these. Like I know some of the commander games were miracle wins in the overtime. Yeah. And here's the problem. So like I was saying, if you want to take the risk, I mean, if there's so I'm going to use the uh, silver prism rookie like we kind of usually do. Mm -hmm. So on January 15th, a 2020 Panini prism rookie silver prism of Jalen Hurts graded in a PSA 10. That card sold for uh, $560. Now, to me, why would you sell a Jalen Hurts card after a loss? So they lost on the 14th. No, they lost on what, the 15th? Because they played Mm -hmm. Monday. Mm -hmm. Clearly that person, I I would assume, I don't know what the time is, but I'm assuming that person had that card ending probably right after the game. Yep. Risky. Here's again, again, on paper, the Eagles should have won the game. We all expected the Eagles, the 11 and six Eagles should have beat the nine and eight Buccaneers, even on the road. I agree. But that card sold for $560. If you go to January 11th, so you're talking four days prior to that gameplay, that same card sold for $710. Wow. So you're talking in a matter of four days with a loss, you, you damn near lost. $200 on that card. You yep. lost $150, let's say, or something. Now, here's the thing. If you go back to November, if you go back to no- like halfway through November, I think around like November 15th, that same card again was selling for $810. Wow. So if you bought that card back in November thinking Eagles are rolling, they're going to obviously go to the playoffs. They have a chance to go to the Super Bowl again. I'm going to buy this at 810 and I'm a, you know, that first playoff game, I'm going to list it and it's going to go up. You're at a three, almost like almost a $300 loss on that card. now. Yeah. And it shows just how fast 
collectors and hobbyists and investors get off a market. Yeah. Because now why, why, why do I need to buy into Jalen Hurts anymore? I don't need to buy into Jalen Hurts anymore. He's not playing. He's not going to do anything for my market anymore. I have to now sit and wait until next season in hopes that that market goes back up to where it was when I bought it for 810 or when I bought it for 710. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what I'm saying. It's so fast. Uh, and, and timing is so critical in this, uh, in this hobby that you need to – some people are willing to take that risk. And sometimes, yeah, you, you think, oh, this is a sure-in. But to me, it's like I would never have a card. I did it with the Bryce Harper rookie last year when they, won, uh, when they were in the World Series. <laughs> and I listed it so it would end at the first, you know, after the first game and they lost and I lost money on the card yeah. because that's just how fast it can happen. So, um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's mine. Awesome. Yeah. And I was, I was very shocked, but I wanted to look him up because I'm like, I have a feeling his market has to be down and not only down, but it's probably tremendously down. There's probably a big difference in what happened before the game and after the game. Yeah. Absolutely. Good so research you, by you, Jason. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my choice of me personally. If you have Jalen Hurts cards, you got to hold them. Hold them until next year. You know. Yeah. And you said that uh, in November it was like around eight hundred, and then in yeah, Probes, the... Probstein had one sell I think for like eight ten, like sometime in like early November. Okay, and then uh, it was like seven something leading up to the playoffs. January eleventh was seven ten. So even so, even that was a yeah. loss of a hundred dollars. But thinking, okay, my card's at a loss of a hundred, but I think I can yeah. get it back when they when they win the playoff game. Exactly. But, but it it shows how bad of football they were playing, and that market was slowly deteriorating. And now it's just don't yeah. even, don't even list a card. Exactly. I think that was a really great, th- great point by you. Good research by you too. I like that. Uh, I like what you said that it really does show you how fast and how like volatile the cards market can be. Just how crazy it within a few days, a 700 something dollar card becomes 400 something dollars. Yeah. And I like what you said that like people in this hobby are so quick to move on to the next hot market. This market, whatever, it's now cold. I don't care about it at all. I'm going to move on to the next hot market. And I think that's pretty awesome. That's awesome research that you did. Because another thing that popped into my head, this is another kind of follow-up question. Do you think that, um, I guess, do rookie cards or like younger quarterbacks get more playoff card market hype than veterans? Like, do you think that whoever bought that card for eight hundred dollars in November, I'm surprised that it didn't go up at least to like eight fifty to nine hundred when the playoffs were starting, and instead it lost a hundred dollars. Versus, if you look at a player like CJ, or if you look at a player like Jordan Love, or maybe even I don't know. I guess you can throw in Baker if you want, or Dak or Goff, like those. But the rookie cards, especially those young players, those card markets usually go up once they're going to make the playoffs. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm, I agree with you at the fact that because you would, you would assume because there's more hype around the player and they're more excited. Like, you know, for for somebody maybe like Dak and Goff, it, it, you might not see such a uh, significant jump in their markets just because they've been in the league a long time. Now, again, like same with like Matthew Stafford. 
I don't think you're going to see these crazy jumps because I think, you know, you also have to think about like the, uh, the new wave of uh, generation that's coming into the hobby. You know, and a lot of it, like, if you're, if you're looking at like teenagers or something who are selling cards and, and things like that, I don't think they're going to be as hyped up about Matthew Stafford as they are going to be about Jalen Hurts or CJ. You get what I mean? So like it's it's a it's a new wave of of uh, buyers and sellers that are coming into this hobby that, you know, for us, we're we're interested in those markets. You know, we're interested in the golf market and the Stafford market and, you know, the DAC market, you know, and the Kirk Cousins market or, you know, (laughs) because, hey, these these players, we relate to them more because we got to watch them as they as they grew into the league versus these younger kids who are coming in and they're all about CJ. They're all about, you know, um, Lamar Jackson. They're all about Jalen. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. That's awesome. So who else, who else were you looking at? Like who else, who else, uh, what another market that you were looking at that was like, okay, I think he's a good sell right now. Or even do you think there's anybody worth holding that you're like, Hey, if you have a few of their cards, keep a few and maybe see if they go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I guess I'll give another sell or at least another market that I've been keeping an eye on because of what I just I said about CJ. And I've already kind of given it away. But I was looking at uh, Jordan Love cards. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I've been looking at Jordan Love cards, mostly thanks to you, Jason. And of course, thanks to our Jelly Cards business and just looking at the cards market nonstop. Um, Profit, baby. Yeah, hell yeah. So I I don't I feel like this is uh just me saying this might jinx the the freaking god the Packers slash San Francisco, but I feel like now has to be the time to sell some Jordan Love cards. Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent. Yeah. So uh two cards that stuck out stood stood out to me when I was We're looking probably at the, we're probably looking at the same one. Are, are they graded or raw? Uh, they're graded. Okay. I saw two of them end on January 13th and January 14th. Are those the ones that you have? Oh, no. This one ended on January 15th. Okay. So January 13th, um, the first one was a 2020 Chronicles uh, Prism, like the Chronicles Prism Black. I, I don't know if you know those Prism Black cards. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. yeah. So his 2020 Chronicles Prism Black gold variation numbered out of five in a PSA eight sold on January 13th at auction for $1,926. A a PSA eight out of five. It's quote unquote a rookie. It's not really like the true prism rookie. It's a Chronicles variation kind of. Mm -hmm. And then another one sold a day later, 2020 prism black gold out of 10. Uh, the, I'm sorry, I've heard the first one I mentioned was a gold vinyl out of five. So this one's a gold out of 10 Prism Black, PSA 9, sold for less at 1913 So $13 only less for a gold out of 10 PSA 9, Jordan Love Prism Black rookie. And yeah, so those are the two cards that I was looking at because I was just kind of shocked that they're getting this high. I didn't expect it. I was expecting maybe like a, maybe a little closer to a thousand. I wasn't expecting them to push two thousand. And I just yeah, he's just another market that I'm keeping an eye on because we sold one of his cards thanks to Jason, and his cards currently are super hot because of 
how well he freaking played in that Dallas game and just how he's he's been getting a lot of uh, hype as well. If you've been watching like yeah, a lot of analysts are yeah. really believing in that he's going to be a very good quarterback in the future. Exactly. He's been getting a lot of like praise and congratulations yeah. and mm-hmm. hey, this kid's really good. The Packers are all set ready to go. They made the right decision moving on from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. All that stuff. So this rookie Green Bay quarterback is another market that I've been watching on, watching. And yeah, I, like I said, I know it's kind of harsh to say, but when it comes to the cards world and the cards market, I feel like you have to sell a good chunk of your Jordan Love cards now with the anticipation that they are not going to advance to the next round of the playoffs because they're playing the number one seed in San Francisco. But and I and I agree with you because here here's the thing and and this is what I was kind of debating with when I you know when we received the offer on that card so you know luckily like John was saying we were able to sell our uh, our PSA ten Jordan Love Fireburst rookie of course it was a Fireburst <laughs> now that card that card was purchased for forty five dollars back in uh, July when when we went to the national. That card was hopefully we were hoping that that card was going. We were going to be able to sell that card at the beginning of the season, like before the first game, kind of experimenting a little. If like hype of uh, the season starting kind of raises the prices, however, it didn't happen that way. Yeah. So we had to hold on to it, and at one point, end of October, early November, that card was selling for as low as nineteen dollars and fifty cents. So the card was sitting. So we bought it for $45 back in July. Start of November, that card was sitting at like $20, $25. However, Jordan Love and the Packers start playing a really great football, make it into the playoffs. Beat Dallas. You know, win this huge game. And now we were able to sell that card for $68. And pretty much all his, his cards now are sitting... Uh, at profit, at least if we decided, you know, we were going to list it for auction, we still would have profited. So to me, and, and I was, when we got that offer, because we had it as a buy now, we got the offer $68. And I was like, I was just about to lay down and go to bed. <laughs> and I'm like, great. Now I'm not going to be able to sleep because I'm, I'm going back and forth. And like, you guys weren't texting. I was texting in the group chat. You guys weren't answering back. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, what should I do? <laughs> You know, because it was my donation to Jelly. This was like, this is my, we, we like to buy cards and then we just donated to the company and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, do, okay, what do I do? Like, do I counter? But then I'm like, well, it's, it's different than being in, in person with somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can easily just say, nope. And then they walk away and now I lost this, this seller or <laughs> this, this buyer. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm afraid if I counter, I might scare them away. But then I'm like, but uh, 68, like, you know, maybe I can get more out of it. But then this is what I thought. And it, this was before you even answered back. I'm like, listen, I bought this card at, you know, we bought this card at this amount. It was at a loss at one point during the season. If I accept this offer, it's going to be profit. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take the money. I'm going to run. <laughs> and I was happy that I did that. And I was yeah. super happy that I did that. You know, it's not a huge profit for the for the business. However, profit's profit. We were to make some money off on it. And that's what, you know, and, and something that I've done in the past, and I know you've done and we've all done it. You, you get kind of 
not greedy, but you kind of just, you know, think about the what ifs too much. Well, what if, it, what if they win again and it goes up again? Or like, what if, uh, maybe I should counter. What if I can get more? Like to me, I was just like, you know what? I was at a loss on this card. I'm going to take this money. I'm, we're going to profit on this card and we're going to go. Yeah. So that was, I was very happy about that. Um, sorry for the long winded, uh, story oh, about that card. No, you're good. No, but here's, no. here's, and I thought that you were going to talk about this because I think this is really showing why you should be selling Jordan love right now. So back on November 3rd, his, uh, 2020 Panini, uh, Panini silver prism rookie auto. So this one was graded a PSA 10 and the auto got graded. So it was a PSA 10 auto 10 on November 3rd, that card sold for $859. Oh man. Fast forward to January 15th. So the day after they beat the Cowboys hit that same card, rookie prism, silver prism, auto 10, uh, card 10 sold for $1,535. Hell yeah. So to me right now, if I'm looking at that, I'm going, I have to get rid of this card. Yeah. Because if you, if again, if you go back to Jalen Hurts and you look at how fast people got off of Jalen Hurts, how fast do you think they're going to get off of Jordan Love when if they lose against the 49ers? Hmm. And, and especially because Jordan Love cards at one point were a loss in the season. Yeah, absolutely. Now that this market is unreal and it's picked up, I mean, $1,500 card. Yeah, I'm selling right now. We need to get rid of this card. Don't even don't second guess it. Don't hold <laughs> on to it. Like sell it now. Take your profit and be happy and go buy something else. Yeah. So yeah, I think Jordan Love. I think he's an absolute sell now. Yeah. If you agree but, to that, I do agree. But in the back of my head, man, I'm like, uh, what's gonna happen if Green Bay beats San Francisco? Oh, his market will go. That'll be two major wins. I mean, Green yeah. Bay has Green Bay has the hardest path to the Super Bowl. Absolutely, because they had to play the Cowboys at home, and they have to now go into San Francisco and play the Niners at home. They yeah. definitely have a tough road, and I think that's why the market's reflecting that because these are these are big wins. Exactly. But I just, I'm telling you, man, Jordan Love is not on that same level as Jalen Hurts. And if a Jalen Hurts uh, card dropped $200 in a matter of of hours after yeah, the game or an hour right. after the game, I think people are so hyped about Jordan Love right now. Again, when he stops playing, people are not going to want to care about Jordan Love. They'll still buy him in the offseason, but they're going to hop off of him very quickly. I agree with you. Yeah. I think that's awesome that you found that uh, Silver Auto PSA 1010. That's a sweet card to have. And now it's, it's just an freaking... amazing, yeah, amazing card to have. And if it's sitting at 1500, God, yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm happy for whoever if somebody bought it at that price and then sold it. Now I'm happy for them. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So, uh, so who's a who do you think is a hold though? Like who do you think you should be holding until a possible Super Bowl? So, yeah, this was actually tough to decide on because um, I have two of them that I, th I really wanted to hold and think that they could like make a really cool and fun playoff run. 
and my first pick was Lamar, but the second pick that I really want to talk about is Josh Allen. So I've been looking a little bit briefly into the Josh Allen cards market because I just um, I feel really good about their chances, like you said, against Kansas City, playing at home finally in a playoff game. This is I think I've heard it so many times now. This is the third time that Josh Allen and Mahomes are facing off. Mm-hmm. So his cards are currently a market that I would probably hold only because I think that if they win, like they probably should this upcoming weekend, I think his cards market is going to get really, really exciting. Yeah. I think that, um, so some of the cards that I was looking into, and I guess this, this one that I, uh, it kind of made me flip back and forth between Josh Allen and Lamar a little bit more. So I found the red, white, and blue prism rookie for Josh Allen graded in a PSA 10 sold on January 17th for $801. And then I was like, dang, for the wonder- red, white, and blue. Yeah. Wow. Red, white. Exactly. It's not numbered for people who don't no, really that's know. Just like uh, a I parallel. Think, I think in that, what, what, what does it come in? The fat packs, I think. Is maybe? it that or the blasters? One of those. It comes I'd in actually, retail. I think. I think it is the fat packs. Yeah, I think it's. I think so too. I think they came in the fat packs for prison. Yeah, so not, basically, it's, yeah, it's not a big pull. It's like a pink yeah. refractor. Exactly. It's like a. It's just a retail yeah. parallel. So his sold for eight hundred plus. Wow. And then I went and looked at Lamar because I think Lamar. I think they were in the same year. They were same rookie year. I believe so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twenty eighteen. So. Yeah. Lamar's red, white, and blue prism. I just had it. I think I should have wrote it down, but it was it was almost half. I'm gonna find it again because now I want to know. But Lamar's freaking red, white, and blue prism rookie sold in a couple weeks ago for around three hundred to four hundred dollars in a PSA ten. So him versus Josh Allen, that made me want to switch. Yeah. So January 7th, it sold for $400.75. It made me kind of want to switch to Lamar because I feel like, again, this is not a rag on Houston, but I feel like Lamar has a better chance to win his game than Josh Allen does to win his game. So it's both of those guys who I'm currently thinking like, hey, I kind of want to hold them just because I think they're going to make it to the championship game and then potentially make it to the Super Bowl. And on top of that, I'm really I'm just a big fan of Josh Allen. I love the way he plays. So he was my pick on who I would hold. But in my honest cards opinion, I don't think any of these people are a bad decision to sell, if you could agree with that. But um, who do you got for who you might potentially hold instead of sell right now? Well, so I'm, I am going to talk about Lamar because I think Lamar is a good possibility to hold. And nice. the only reason why I'm saying it is because – in my opinion, at least for the cards that we had. Now, again, we were lucky enough to sell that PSA nine, just his base, so uh, his base prism rookie mm-hmm. card. You know, we were able to sell it, bought it for forty dollars. We got it at, actually at a Eddie show. Hell yeah! It was a card that we bought from one of the seven two seven cards. Yeah, it was just one. Yeah, it was it was a card that one of the you know somebody that just came to the show was walking around, hey, do you guys want to, you know, buy a car, you know, buy some cards? And I looked through and he had that PSA 9, you know, just base prism of Lamar. And I was like, you know what? 
<laughs> and this was before the season started. This was September before the first game happened. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I, I'll I'll take it for forty. I think they were sitting at thirty six on eBay. Nice. But here's the thing about Lamar, and that's why I think Lamar could be a good hold. His market's been pretty uh, stagnant. It's, yeah. it's it, it kind of plateaued the entire season. You weren't seeing these like crazy amounts. Like even going back to that red, white, and blue prism, uh, October twenty sixth, that card in a PSA ten was 320 so then january 7th that card sells for 400 mm -hmm. now yeah profit you're looking at a 80 dollar profit but it, not a crazy crazy like change in in the market to me not not significant enough to where it's like i need to sell this right now now however if you were at a loss <laughs> and now you can make money off of it sure but even going back on that P, uh, Panini Prism, the PSA 9 one, you know, again, bought it for 40 bucks. It pretty much stayed at like around 36 to 40 the entire season. It only just started going up the moment the playoffs got here. Yeah. And then now that card is, well, and of course, he might win another MVP, front runner for MVP. That's what I was going to say. So that's an, another big reason too. But I also think it's because they're a front runner for the AFC to go to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So not only can he win an MVP, but he also has a big uh, possibility of winning a Super Bowl as well. Yes. So now you're starting to see that market tick up, but not too crazy. So again, we you know we bought it for forty, we sold it for fifty nine. Mm -hmm. Perfect profit. Thank you. You know, I've been sitting on that rated rookie, <laughs> that rated rookie Don Russ since we formed Jelly. I know. Yeah, I like that. You sent that message in the group chat. I have been. So for any of the, the listeners who haven't, you know, I, I'm, I know I've talked about that card before. So back when we originally formed Jelly, again, like I said, we were always big card collectors. But that was one of my like personal uh, buys when we formed jelly, I wanted a Lamar Jackson rookie card at the time. That was still when like Don Russ paper, any paper rookie was still a good buy. So I, I bought it on an auction for $40, obviously got it graded total investment came out to be $67. I have had to sit on that card <laughs> for years, man. Yeah. That card dropped as low as like $30, maybe even to like 20 something dollars. Yikes. Finally, <laughs> the last auction, that card sold for $64. I am so close <laughs> to being able to sell this card and at least get my money back for it. Now, Jeez. if I sold it now, sure, I would take a loss. But to me, that is a good enough hold and hope that he goes, at least if he wins another game, if he wins this game against Houston, I think I can sell that card and make profit off of it. Yo, Jason, yes. not to cut you off, but you did should. You, uh, did you see one? Because I have not. I, I looked yesterday. Uh, you Yeah, one ended yesterday. Uh, sold January 17th, 2024. PSA 10. Auction. No, I have, a, I have a PSA 9. Oh, okay. Oh, I was <laughs> like, yo, man, you're about to. <laughs> I yeah, thought you had a 10. No, I, the reason why I bought it was because I thought it was a 10. Yeah, I remember that now. No, but yeah, so the last one sold January 17th in a 9 was $64. So to me, because that's the last one that we have, mm -hmm. 
that's I'm okay with holding that card, or I'm sure we're okay with holding that card and hoping that they go. Because again, to me, it's like okay, sixty-seven dollars, but I've been sitting on it for like three years now. Yeah. So like, if I have to continue to keep sitting on it, it's not that big of a deal to me because this is the whole point, and this is what I'm saying. Like, don't panic. <laughs> like, do not panic when these markets drop. Cause you know you see it when like why why are you selling a like why are you selling a Jordan Love Fireburst for nineteen dollars? Right. Like you're not you're you're possibly not even covering the grading cost, <laughs> unless you bought that card for five bucks in a PSA ten. But I highly doubt it. So it's like don't don't panic and if you don't have to panic, don't panic, <laughs> because it, there's always a chance for these markets to go up, especially of Lamar Jackson, somebody of his caliber. It's it, it really stunk sitting there just watching this market, watching it just be $30, $30, $30, $30. Now it's getting up there because he could win another MVP and he could win a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. So in my opinion, I think Lamar could be a good hold only because his market's not like flying off the charts right now. Yeah. If you If you agree to that. I do completely agree. And like I said, I'm happy that you brought up the MVP thing too, because while you were talking about it, that was another light bulb that went on in my head. He's gonna win. He's she should win another MVP. I, I, I think after Dak losing this game as badly as they did, Lamar's yeah. gonna win this MVP. Exactly. So I think that he's gonna win another MVP. And it kind of became shocking to me to realize what you said that his market really isn't like. Uh, it's, it's not crazy. Yeah, it's not too hot. It's not too crazy it's not too exciting and now i'm tying it back to what i was talking about with the younger rookies i feel like people are way more excited and hyped about the potential of a rookie quarterback coming into the playoffs and performing so well and are just ignoring that lamar just had an mvp season the ravens are the number one seed in the afc and his but wouldn't market... you put wouldn't you put lamar in that category of young quarterback he's only what 26 He's young, but his cards aren't. I mean, his cards were six I guess years ago. Twenty eighteen, yeah, and well, they. Oh man, dude, <laughs> what happened? What dude, just happened? Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh I man, just... <laughs> dude. <laughs> January twelfth, Lamar Jackson, twenty eighteen, uh, Panini Silver Prism, non auto PSA ten, three thousand dollars. Oh damn! Okay. Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't. I didn't realize that. That wow, makes me happy. Three thousand dollars. That's damn. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm I want to see like if that's. Once upon the, a uh, time, wasn't that the price for like a base PSA the, ten? Base prism. Yeah, yeah. That was during the card boom back in like 2020. Oh man. That was yeah. That was the amount that a base was going for. What a time to be alive. Big, oh, here you go. Oh, perfect. Perfect example right here. So $3,000, that card just sold January 12th for over $3,000. November 1st, that same card, non-auto, PSA 10, $1,275. Oh, now that's an old man right there. That's I'd love to hear that. You just, a, you just, more, than, you just more than doubled your market. Right I love there. it. Or you doubled your money right there. Yeah, that's the best. That's what I love to hear and see. That's... That's awesome. You went from $1,275 November 1st, and you just sold that same card for $3,000? Yes. Just think if he goes to a Super Bowl. Right. So, like, what? 
Think so, about if he goes through Super Bowl. Is that going to be a close to a five thousand dollar card? I mean, might. that might be that might be a crazy, like drastic uh, right. jump, but it could, it could be push four thousand. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And yeah, you're see like this is um. This is what I mean. This is why the card market is like super fun to follow and keep track of. It's cool to see a $1,200 card become a $3,000 card. And it's also crazy to think that Lamar... An auto goes for. Right. Lamar is going to win an MVP. He has to... He should make it to the AFC Championship game. And I guess technically speaking, he should... His team should be in the Super Bowl. And that $3,000 card can now become a $4,000 card. If things get real crazy and you got some crazy Baltimore rich person hunting on eBay after they win the Super Bowl, that card could become $5,000. Like, yeah. who knows? And that's just a testament to what you said. I think it's like uh, people are so quick to jump off of the cold markets and then also so quick to jump onto the hot markets. As soon as people's like in sports start doing well or their card markets start going crazy so many people flood that market and get interested because they see the dollar the money signs the numbers go up and up and up and they just get so interested so mm -hmm. i think it was a really good pick and i i like it a lot i'm i'm rooting for him for you but i i'm still always rooting for upsets as the playoffs go on <laughs> well listen like i said you know th this is my last lamar jackson card that i have as what that would be you know uh, a donation to the to the business and uh um, yeah, it's, so for me, it's like, here's, and we were talking about it yesterday, you know, I'm like, well, sh when should I, should I just list it now as a buy now and, and kind of hopes that the a similar situation happens with the Jordan Love card, where if they win the game, a buyer out there will make an offer because you called it perfectly. You know, they were, they were winning so big. And I remember my dad texting, texting us <laughs> and was like, Hey, like you, sh you might need to raise this price on the, the Jordan Love card. Yeah, he's right. And then, I, and then I was like, "Well, no, I might switch it to an auction." And you, and you said, and you called it perfectly. No, just keep it where it's at. Or, well, you said you could raise it, but you said, "I'm telling you, mm -hmm. offers are gonna start coming in." And instantly that night, offer came in, and we were able to sell the card. So now my thought process is, well. Could, I could potentially list this Lamar uh, rated rookie now as a buy now in hopes that they win this weekend, if, especially if they win decisively. And somebody might look at that and go, I need this card right now. Yep, exactly. Because clearly that's what they were doing with Jordan Love. Yeah, man. Like I need this card and I need it now because I, because what if, you know, he keeps going on. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're kind of revealing our, uh, secrets are like business selling secrets well i i think but i think it's it's a good mindset for everybody yeah. to have exactly. like it's you know it's not really like see it's just the this is what happens when you start to kind of and this is how your your mind should be churning like this these are Agreed. the times that you should be thinking about like when should you sell and what are good times because when it comes to the playoffs the margin of error is it's there you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. you could Timing is critical. If you wait too late or sell it too early, you know there, uh, there's a huge difference in price. You know, in mar markets here, those people who are gutsy and sell it, sell cards and put them on auction to end after the games, it's it's gutsy, like you saw with the the Jalen Hurts card. So these are like good things to think that, like, yes, we as a business, like, we're trying to think about when is the best time to sell.
always yeah. during this time. And I think it's good for other new hobbyists, you know, that are coming into this this hobby and trying to grow a business that this is the stuff that you need to be thinking about because yeah, your margin of error is very slim. Could not agree more. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Like, uh, I'm happy that we're talking about this kind of stuff because yeah, it, it's what we do. It's what we kind of focus all of our jelly cards attention on. And I'm also really happy with what you said when it comes to the cards market, if you're, if you're in it to sell cards, buy cards, trade cards, flip cards, you got to be thinking about this stuff. You got to, Kind of put yourself in the shoes of buyers as you know them like to be. You need to realize that there's people out there who are going to even even the few like even if uh, you had some like some Baker cards, there's probably tons of uh, Tampa Bay Bucks fans out there who are collectors yeah. and they're like, hell yeah, I want some Baker cards now. What if we beat Detroit? Or even like these, these Lions fans, which are they're, they're awesome. They're they, I think I got a text from JK. He said that the, the lot like the noise level for that Lions game was top ten loudest ever. For was was he there? No, no, he wasn't oh. there. But uh, it was like the top ten loudest ever game for for the NFL. So wow, there's fans out there of these teams that they're just they and they have collectors and they will hop onto eBay or hop onto any sort you, of like you saw that um that season ticket holder that they kept showing right that he was like a season ticket holder for like sixty something years Dang. for the Lions yeah I remember and he finally like witnessed like the, <laughs> so, their, yeah that's awesome that's that's what I mean like there's there's people out there who want these cards and you gotta as a seller of sports cards you gotta gotta you need to, I don't want to say take advantage of it, but you need to monitor it and decide, hey, do I need to list it now? Do I need to list it later? Do I need to hold? Do I need to, like, all that kind of thing needs to go through your head. So mm-hmm. I'm happy that we're talking about it because it's it's a good it's a good learning experience for not only us, but everybody involved in the hobby, young and old. So good good job, Jason. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> But do you have any? Uh, we, we can we can probably end it there. I think that was really good because uh, I think those are kind of the key players that I wanted to talk about markets wise. Obviously, you know, I steered away from like Patrick Mahomes and you know Brock Purdy, Purdy, and I, I I stayed away from the Josh Allen just because I think these markets are already going to be high. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I you know. Of course, we had uh, you know a bigger interest in Jordan Love and, and Lamar Jackson because we own those cards. And I thought that I knew the Jalen Hurts one was going to be good just to look up and see how, it, how it's doing. So, um, But what are your final thoughts on the episode? And uh, who's your uh, Super Bowl pick? Oh, man. Okay. So final thoughts on this episode. I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Like um, As people probably know by now, we are big-time baseball card investors and collectors but when it comes to playoff time we do also dive dive into other sports cards markets and following the cards markets in any playoff situation is always fun to me Mm -hmm. it's so much fun to look up these cards and like jason did earlier track them from months ago to now to see if they've grown to see if they've kind of fallen off and it was fun to talk about these card markets so if you're out there and you're listening please reach out let us know what you think about NFL playoffs and just sports cards markets in general. That's what we are basically doing every single day and talking about on this podcast every time. On Instagram and Twitter, we are at Jelly Cards, J-E-L-I-C-A-R-D-S. On TikTok and on eBay, we are Jelly underscore cards. And yeah, let us know what you think. Um, if I had to, uh, 
if I had to pick a Super Bowl winner, I am Baker Mayfield, baby. Oh God, no, def definitely not Bund Cake Baker. Wow, I'm wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, I want I want the game to be the Lions in the NFC versus. Either Baltimore or Buffalo. I want it to be yeah, Lions too. versus Buffalo, and then whoever wins that game, I'll be Lions. I'll be Lions Buffalo would be a cool would be a yeah. cool one to see. I, I think it just game. I think Lions in it, no matter what, would be cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we're Bears fans, which so <laughs> I just but, want people to realize passionate. we're not. Yes. Yeah, we're passionate about it, and and again, same thing with the um with the Browns. You know, I like. I want to see teams that are. I don't want to see Mahomes in another Super Bowl. It's boring. It's boring to me. <laughs> I'm getting bored of watching Mahomes. And you know, yeah. I just. I want to see a new. I want to see a new Super Bowl. I want to see teams we haven't seen in a while. So. Yeah. So I guess those are my two picks to hopefully go to the Super Bowl. If I want to be who I think is going to win the Super Bowl, it's kind of boring to pick San Fran, but I think San Fran is going to win it all. Um, but yeah, uh, I gotta, I gotta swing it to you over, over to you, Jason, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl, And then who do you want to be in the Super Bowl? Uh, again, yeah, for sure. Uh, the lions on the NFC, well, lions are the Buccaneers on the NFC side. I, you know, I'm just going with the Buccaneers because I, you know, I'm not a big Baker Mayfield fan, but I'm not a Baker Mayfield hater. I, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I think what he's been able to accomplish this season is, um, oh, yeah. is great. And yeah. I want to continue to see him roll. I think it's it's an awesome resurgence in his career. So yeah. that's a that's a big reason why I would like it would be awesome to see him make a Super Bowl. But however, I do want to see the Lions in it. And then, of course, I am a big Lamar Jackson fan. So I, I would love to see Lamar get into it. But if not Lamar, yeah, definitely the Bills, just because of the historic you know franchise that they have. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, to be clear, I'm not a Baker hater. I just and shout, I have shout Trask out, cards. Shout out to all those Buffalo Bill fans that showed up to that that stadium at the best. like what midnight or one in the morning or whatever it was, <laughs> making twenty dollars an hour, shoveling that field. Kudos yeah, to man. you guys. You made that game happen. Yeah, that was the best. Yeah. It was so awesome to see all those videos. I would have done. And I thought that it was really free. cool. Right? I, I was like, heck, I wish the Bears were in that situation. They're like, hey, we'll pay you $20 an hour. I'd be like, all right, well, I'll be there for about 12 hours. Yeah, I'll do 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. I'll still shovel when the game's going on. Exactly. That's so cool. And it was awesome to see all those fans come out. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Anyway, thank, thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us, listening in. Uh, reach out to us on our socials and just let us know what you think. You can listen to the Jelly Cards podcast on Apple and Spotify. And if you enjoy our episodes and us goofing around about the crazy things we do, like buying Kyle Trask cards, please follow the podcast. Leave us a rating. We would really appreciate that. We would love that. So hope we have an amazing week, an amazing NFL playoff weekend ahead. And as always, keep spreading the love of this hobby from your friends at Jelly Cards.